Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling, and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're, You're listening, listening to, to the Podmania, Podmania Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast, Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. to another episode of the Pod Mania podcast, New Japan edition, the return almost of the Young Lion podcast, and that can mean only one thing. I'm joined by the master of New Japan himself. It is Chris O'Brien. Hello, Chris. <laughs> Hello. I should have introduced this and then just talked by myself for half an hour, going on really weird tangents about a bunny being killed by Paul London. <laughs> it was how you opened most new, uh, Young Lion podcasts in Venice. <laughs> There's three weeks in a row just talking about how I'm going to Shug's house party and then not talking about my time at Shug's house party. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, it's the culmination of, well, what people usually call a grueling tournament, the best of the Super Juniors. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think we can both agree this tournament as a whole has been far from grueling. It has been such a fun tournament to watch. I know. Like, normally, um, it's great for the first, like, four days, like, when they start, because last year they started in, like, Currican. And then it's, like, for brightly lit gymnasiums for ages, like, with a single camera and no commentary. And then, like, they'll be back for one, and then it just jumps around. But no, this year they've paced it really well, like, with the exception of Taguchi's booking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know what you mean. And obviously, the fact that Taguchi main evented so many shows really got to you was well, a block finalist rob there is that i will say though genuinely his in-ring output was very good oh i forgot how fucking good he was like he wasn't this good in last year's super genius but like come on it's I think, Gucci. i think everyone raised their game I think everyone raised their game in this tournament i don't think there was a single person even doki who genuinely at the start of the tournament, I was like, what the fuck is this? After that absolute car crash of a match against Ren Narita, I was like, what the fuck is this? And genuinely, as the tournaments progressed, yeah, he was never going to get any more points, but it was still like, do you know what? This is... He's actually not bad. He's not bad. He fits the Suzuki-Goon mold. He's something different. Exactly. He's something aside from the flippy shit that we're getting in every other match, which, don't get me wrong, was fucking great. (laughs) So what we'll do is, we will run through uh, not every match, obviously, we haven't got a week to listen to a podcast, so we'll go through the blocks, how they finished, any matches that stood out to us, basically a, a very quick rundown of the blocks, sorry, full of full of chicken sausage, and that's not a euphemism. Um, we'll then run down Wednesday's best of the Super Junior final, including three absolutely fantastic matches, and then we will preview tomorrow's Dominion show, which again looks like an absolutely stacked card uh what we'll do first though chris the best of super junior blocks now we'll start with block a um, uh-huh. and i'll 
read up how everything finished and then we can sort of go through the block person by person if you want. So obviously bottom of the pile was Takamishinoku, who obviously had to drop out of the last three matches due to a foot injury. Uh, Tiger Mask, four points. Kanemaru, six points. Titan, six points. Gresham, Finished his first best of Super Juniors tournament with eight points. Marty Skirl made his return to Japan with ten points. Sho, despite his absolutely shambolic opening to the best of Super Juniors, managed to finish fourth in the block with ten points. Dragon Lee and Taiji Shimori both finished with 14 points. And Shingo sat top of the pile unbeaten, winning all nine of his block matches with 18 points. So, Chris, in a nutshell, block A of the best of the Super Juniors. What is your opinion? It certainly delivered. Like, there was a very... We had, like, two Fuzuki Gun bollocks matches every card, which wasn't great, because, like, Kanemaru and Mitaka, as as good as they were, kind of are just... um That, they're sort of just the bollocks you have a beginning of a card. Apart from, if Kevin Kelly calls Kanemaru his guilty pleasure one more fucking time, <laughs> that doesn't get someone over. What you do to get him over is say, this man was again, um, had one of the best junior matches in Noah history against Kenta in the Tokyo Dome. That's what you say to get the fucker over, not he's my guilty pleasure, because it just makes me think Kevin Kelly's going home, going into incognito mode, searching Kanemaru, and then doing his belt. He doesn't even have a fucking <laughs> tissue, because he ran out on day three. <laughs> the mere thought of that is absolutely grotesque. Like he's just there going, Destino! But um <laughs> oh, God. that is what Kevin Kelly shouts at the point of climax. <laughs> it just <laughs> carries on. His poor wife. <laughs> Destino <laughs> Even she hates it. Um <laughs> Anyway, you were saying about Kanabari. Yeah, but like both of like both Taka and Kanemaru like were better than expected. Like they were better than last year. Apart from Kanemaru, didn't throw about as many young boys, which like that is my favorite thing Kanemaru does. Um, did Titan get any better for you? Because uh, you weren't hype on him at the start. I wasn't. Um, of the three people, uh, sorry, of the four people, I'm not counting Duki in this because Duki was a last minute replacement. I think he can be exempt from this. But of the four people, so you got Dragon Lee, Titan, Gresham, and Bandido. Those are the people that don't come in to New Japan aside from this and maybe Fantastic Mania. Mm-hmm. Um of those four people, Titan was by far my least favourite. Um Titan is sort of generic Luchador number three. He is. The, whereas Dragon Lee, I mean fucking hell, the man I before G1 Supercard, I'd never seen him as a champion, really. Not in mm. New Japan anyway. I know in CMLL he's, you know, John Cena wins lol. But in in New Japan I just I didn't see him taking the belt. Um and then since, just his out his in-ring output in this tournament has been absolutely superb. And oh, I think, yeah, incredible. Yeah, and I think the only reason he's not talked about more in this block is because he was in a block with Shingo. Who... <laughs> no, exactly. It, like It's literally the only way to overshadow someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Titan, going back to what we were saying before, it, he was very, very six moves of doom. He had mm-hmm. six moves, one of which was the Matrix... Um, like avoid yeah, avoidance of the um of the lariat. I know what you mean. Mark Andrews does like a similar thing, like he staged eyes through it. But like Mark Andrews says it several times a fucking match and it's like you're not cute, Mark. I will give Mark Andrews this though. With Mark Andrews it's very smooth and it is very quick. Whereas with yeah. Titan, I don't know if he was carrying an injury. I know that 
towards the end of the tournaments, the commentary team was saying that T-Town would basically come into this uh, come into this tournament injured. So, mm. you know, that sort also, of colours opinion. He's not exactly the smallest guy in the block, is he? Like, he's bigger than Mark Andrews. Um, of that, of that block, you look at it, you've got, he's, well, T-Town's sh- bigger than Show. he's bigger than Tiger Mask, he's bigger than Taka, he's bigger I than Gresham. I think the only guy he's smaller than is Shingo. That's because Shingo dwarfs most heavyweights. Yeah, that's because Shingo's not a fucking junior. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not at all. I mean, I, fa- I found most Titan matches very, very, very missable. Seven was sort of a ceiling. Uh, yeah. And, and I that think was against, like, Shingo. And... Shingo gave everyone in this block their best match, but not to the same extent as Block B, and we'll go into that in a moment. Okay. But I think Titan's best match was his match against Dragon Lee. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, they probably worked each other a million fucking times. So exactly, it was a completely different dynamic to the rest of the tournament as well. You know, they knew they were friends. They would do little friendship things throughout the match, but that didn't stop them trying to beat the living piss out of each other. It was just, just like when Kenny Ray and Viper fight. Exactly, exactly. And I'm going to slightly disagree with you, Taker. You know, he was he was the opener of most block mm-hmm. of most oh, block definitely nights. Outperformed himself. Yeah, absolutely. Taka and I've said this to points. you. Yeah, I said this to you on quite a number of occasions, actually. So fucking mm-hmm. Altaka's had a couple of decent matches. Even his match with Tiger Mask on the first night was really good. Um, good. He's one of those guys who created so many moves, and then like they've just all become transitions now. Like No one uses the Michinoku driver, apart from Viper and Zack as a finisher. To be fair, Michinoku doesn't use the Michinoku driver, which is a shame. Um, he used it well, on Tiger Mask, didn't he, in, on the yeah. Wrestling Dontaku show. But apart from that, I haven't seen him use it in ages. He never seems to get it off. Um, I thought uh, Kanemaru had an absolutely stellar match with Shingo. That was a, that was how mm-hmm. a limb but, match is done properly. No, exactly. Like you were actually like, oh, through hook and through crook, he's gonna fucking beat Shingo. I, I, I was actually convinced around halfway through. Granted, it was like what nine in the morning. I'm used to getting up at twelve because I'm a piece of shit, and <laughs> so I was just I was just very groggy. Like injecting myself with coffee, going, "Oh God, no!" Like, like <laughs> peak anxiety. Like, no, this is gonna break my fucking block predictions. And no, it's fine. No, it was. It, he worked. I liked the way that New Japan this year. I know they do it every year, but this year it seemed to be far more prevalent, where the undercard tag matches were fed into mm-hmm. the block matches. No, because in G one they don't do that. In G one they don't do that fucking at all. I, I think like I learned that the hard way. I learned that the hard way when they first started putting the tag matches in, which was like 2017 they started putting the tag matches in, and I was like full in on New Japan in 2017. I watched absolutely nothing else. So I was like, I'm going to watch all the tag matches. Around halfway in, I'm like, this do shit. No, I'm not watching the fucking tag matches. I, like, And then the one ta- time I didn't watch the tag matches is the one where Fale destroyed Daryl. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> that God. was a shame. Yeah, let's let's not talk about that. It's still a sore point for many, many Hiromi fans. Yeah. Um, sh- um, Gresham was a bit disappointing. Um, it was the... good, but like I don't know I sort of build up Gresham as like a Zack Saber Junior, which like I don't think he's quite there yet, or like a Brian Danielson or something like that. They made the comparison to Brian Danielson quite a few times. Oh yeah, but like Kevin Kelly will run a fucking analogy into the ground. This is true. Jesus. This is true. This is true. Um, 
I, I, no, I, I think Gresham did well in this tournament. I think he had a really good match. I think his match with Marty was really good. Oh, his match with Marty was um, fun. I'm just looking at the matches he had, um, he had here. Um, his match well, against Cos- Shingo was also very good. Yeah, I think I think that goes without saying. Yeah. At this point, he actually did decent against Tiger Mask. Like, he was consistently good. But also, then he had a match with Ishimori that went five minutes. Yes, but similar to that, we look at Show, who we've all said has had a really, really good, almost a breakout tournament. And, mm-hmm. you know, he lost a match against Kanemaru in six. So in Ka- Yeah, but to be fair, I was in Kurok. Uh, uh, first of all, I was in four. And also in I was Kar- in four minutes, sorry. Yeah, and it was in Karakin where they had to get through so many matches, so, like, one had to suffer. I kind of wish it was a Tiger Mask match, but, you know, fucking apparently not. So Can I just say as well, when they first announced the schedule for the best of the Super Juniors, and they said they were going to do three Kurokin shows in the middle, and all the matches were going to be block matches, which means that ten singles matches on a card, and I thought those are going to drag. Those are really, really going to be just... They're going to be so hard to get through. That first night, which, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think was night seven. Night seven of the best of the Super Juniors is... That had Osprey Phantasmo, didn't it? Um, yes, I yeah. think so. It's it's a dark horse for show of the year. And that's mm-hmm. not an underestimation. Me and you were talking whilst we were watching it going, there hasn't been a match under eight stars. No, it was in incredible. Well, well, seven, like, being fair, like, any yeah, sort of... seven, fair enough. Narita and Bandido exceeded expectations, but I wouldn't say it's an eight. Like... <laughs> well, we'll get into Block B in a minute, actually, yeah. but... It's weird. Block B has more talking points because, for the most part, Shingo went. Because I think I'm thinking right and saying this is before I started watching, so like, I'm sorry, but um, the last time someone went undefeated in Super Juniors was Devitt, and that's because he had Fale coming in for all his matches. I think they did mention this at some point, actually. Um, I just one, tune two, out three. Kevin Kelly. Like I only ever listen to Chris Charleston because he actually has the fucking information. Yeah, Prince Devitt in 2013. Yeah, you're right. He won all eight of his matches. Um, mm-hmm. In his block, he had Alex Shelley, Ricochet, Taichi, Rocky Romero, Jushin Liger, Beretta, Titan, and Hiromu. That's a really good. But who Hiromu? That would be he'd be a young boy at that point. He was young but... lion Hiromu. Yeah. Who was like, un- like I saw a video of uh, Young Lion Hiromu getting the shit being Alvin by Shibata. I'm like, oh, oh no. I will give you five English pounds if you can tell me. Uh, Taguchi finished top of the block B, but he had to withdraw because of injury. Um, but mm-hmm. behind Kenny Omega with 10 points in block B, who do you think finished with eight points? Um, Takamichinoki. Correct. Well done. Can you name? Five. Well done, well, five, five English, English pounds. pounds. Um, can you name the WWE roster member who also finished with eight points? Kashida. That doesn't count. And Kendrick. Correct. Are and... you looking at the blocks? Are you looking at the blocks now? But do, you, but do you think I wouldn't have the fucking pay, um, best of super genius page up while we're talking about the blocks? <laughs> I I'm not giving you your five pounds now. If you cheated, man, I'm not giving it to you. That's that's right, not okay. on. Cheaters get cheaters can get ahead. Look at Eddie. Oh man! I mean, and I, I mean, in terms of like in-ring gimmick, I'm sure he didn't cheat on his wife. No, I know, I know that's what you mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was block A in <laughs> a nutshell, really. Best matches from that block. Um, Dragon Lee versus Show was a great match. Shingo versus um, Dragon Show. Dragon Lee versus Shingo. Yeah. Dra- 
Dragon Lee versus Shingo, absolutely amazing. Um, Shingo versus Show, like I said from before. Um, the only match really that you need to actively avoid is the Marty Skull versus Taiji Shimori match, which was... Oh, that's such a disappointment. That's something I wanted since last year when Tamatonga fucking buried Marty. And I'm like, okay, that's going to be fire. And it's like, no. <laughs> fucking... But I think Ishimori's injured, and it's so botchy. It's incredibly botchy. It's like, not quite Goldberg and Undertaker, but it's fucking botchy. Um, yeah, it was... It was not a good match. It went about 15 minutes too long. Um, I don't know whether they just don't have any chemistry or whether they still don't get on. It was just a horrendous match. So apart from that match, which really, when you consider it, should have been a shoo-in as one of the matches of the block, um, avoid it. Everything else, fairly decent. There was nothing else particularly bad. T-Town was a bit boring. Tiger Mask was Tiger Mask. Um, His match with Gresham was very good when he was just big, grumpy Tiger Mask. But yeah, a good block. Shingo finished top in his with... rocking chair, Garth Tiger mask, <laughs> with his shotgun and his beer. Um, yeah, Shingo finished top of the block with eighteen points. Moving now to block B, um, this was the block, of course, that had two people withdraw due to injury and due to uh, visa issues. So Flip Gordon had to withdraw due to visa issues. I'm not sure on whose end it was, but nevertheless, he had to withdraw. You know what? I I do not mind that he he was gone. Looking back at this tournament, I think Ren Narita has... It's been a breakout tournament for Ren. And if Mm -hmm. he's not on excursion now, when are you ever going to send him? He's proved against people, you know, yes, sure. Everyone in this block was made better by Will Ospreay, who for me, you know, despite Shingo winning all nine of his uh, block matches, Will Ospreay proved in this tournament, not only is he one of, if not the best wrestler in the entire world, but he can make anyone look like a fucking million dollars. Oh, absolutely. Like, fucking... <laughs> like, he got Rocky to... And to be fair, Rocky also surprised us, which we'll get to, but, like, this match with Eagles was great. Match with Bandido was match... I'd low-key match of the year contender. Yes, absolutely. Um, he he managed to get Kevin Kelly to stop burying Bushi for 20 minutes. We'll get um, into that in a minute. So, <laughs> I really appreciated Juice Robinson's commentary on Bushi. Um, so oh, very quickly, B. the commentary, we had like two color guys throughout this, which was Juice and Caprice. We also had Gino. Oh, fuck, we did have Gino. Who, I forgot uh, about that. I thought Gino was fantastic. Really enjoyed Gino. Um, um, you know who was absolutely shit? Juice. He did not want to be there. <laughs> Do you know what? I love Juice. I think Juice was absolutely brilliant. Jesus tap dancing Christ. That was such a great... And then what was it he said to Taiji Shimori? Yeah, come for it, buddy. You don't even come up to my nipples. Like, <laughs> no, he's, he was funny. But, like, during the matches, he did not give a shit. No, A lot of the time. He he did not know who any of these people were. He kept asking them about... It's like when that football player came on for commentary about one time in WWF and he kept asking how high people were. Oh, no, how much they weighed. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, yes. It was like, what's that move called? I'm like, that's a very fucking basic move, Juice. You should know how to do it. You but mean anyway, an Irish whip. Um... <laughs> Caprice, though, <laughs> like he, Caprice was either the worst or amazing. The way he shouts, oh my god, he made the Eagles, not Eagles. He made the Rocky Romero Will Osprey match. Yeah. infinitely better than it was. You know, he's still oh one of the matches in the block. God. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where Juice parried it, which is just amazing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so the Block B final standings, obviously, Ren Narita finished bottom of the pile with zero points. Uh, Doki ended with two points, Rocky Romero with six, Robbie Eagles with 10, Bandido with 10, Yo with 12, Bushi with 12, having lost his opening three matches, four matches, I believe. Uh, he yeah. then won the remaining five. No, he lost, he lost three and then won the remaining six. Uh, Phantasma with 12, Taguchi with 12, and then Osprey coming out on top of the block with 14 points, meaning that on the 5th of June, we would get a Shingo versus Will Osprey block final, which I think everyone sort of assumed that we'd get because obviously they're trying to sell out Sumo Hall, and if you're trying to sell out Sumo Hall, your main event needs to be something very, very tasty indeed, and I think the tastiest match they could make here was Shingo versus Osprey. Yeah, um, I mean, don't discount the drawing power of Shingo versus Doki, but <laughs> as the main event, really? Well, yeah. To be fair, Doki's the only one here who doesn't have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> that is true. He doesn't. He's in red. Bless him. <laughs> um. So if we talk about a couple of things, the first thing I want to talk about, Chris, is um Bandido. Now, mm -hmm. Bandido was as someone who, as soon as he signed with Ring of Honor, both me and you spaffed in our pants at the thought of him being in the best of the Super Juniors. Oh, yeah. Um, in our own pants, not in each other's, obviously. And um, <laughs> but, Well, that was Blackpool, but that was another, shink. That was another Bandido. That was Blackpool, stays in Blackpool. We, ha we had our own masks. <laughs> um, and, I don't know, Bandido had some absolutely fantastic matches. He had a great match against Ren Narita, which, again, you said it surpassed all expectations. And he had a really, 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 really good match with Will Ospreay. Fucking hell, what a match. Low-key match to be a contender. Absolutely. Aside from those matches, were you a little bit disappointed with the output of Bandido? Okay, so Bandido didn't have the best opponents, if we're being honest. Like, with the exception of, like, there's not much of an excuse for Phantasmo and Eagles, but, like, he's not going to gel with Taguchi, um, Bushi, he doesn't. Bushi needs someone really special to get a great match out of, like a Kushida or an Osprey, and like when you have like Yo and Doki and Naria. So, like honestly, I think he do he does the best of what he was given. Like you see Bandido against someone who can actually go because Bandido's still super young, isn't he? He's twenty three or twenty four. I think he was twenty four during this tournament. Well, he's 24. He turned 24 on April 17th. So, yeah. Just so like, before yeah, this he's, tournament, yeah. He's still, he's still young. He's still green in the grand scheme of things. So, I don't... I think, like, his performances in, like, multi-tag matches, which is mostly where we've seen him, sort of made us think he's better than he, um, than he might be. But also, he's still great. Like, you can't put on a match like that with Osprey and not be great. True. But again, and I'll keep mentioning this you stand in a will a room a room a ring with will osprey and mm -hmm. you're you're bound to be you know you're bound to look far better than you actually are um the man is just a wrestling machine he's a wrestling god yeah i don't care i'm a massive will osprey mark yeah, but then you put him in the ring of a young lion and he has close to a match of a night so exactly that the storytelling in that match with ren narita and i think this block will probably take up more time than block a because this had far more legitimate it's, match it's, of the year contenders because it, it's so weird because we were splaffing all over block a and then we're like oh block b is a bit weak that's weird because normally block a that's the weak block and um, we like put in the big stars and then let them just carry the whole thing but no they block block b like surprised me for its quality yeah absolutely but, like when you see like you you see a block with Rocky, Doki, and Naria, and you're like, 
what the fuck are you gonna do with these guys? Yeah. But then, but then, like Rocky is just low key the best. I think Block A was somewhat hampered. You know, not hampered, but I think it was a dead cert that Shingo was winning that block. Oh yeah, absolutely. Whereas like, the just... the storytelling in Block B, there was such storytelling throughout. There was the story between Robbie mm-hmm. Eagles and Will Ospreay. There was the yeah. story between Robbie Eagles and El Fantasmo. There was the story of everyone desperately trying to beat Fantasmo so that he wouldn't reach the final. That culminated mm-hmm. in that absolutely stellar main event at Curricum between El Fantasmo and Rocky Romero. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It is incredible. Like, like the actual fuck is Rocky doing being so good? <laughs> Rocky Romero put on two of the best matches of this tournament. The first one mm. against Will Ospreay and the second one against El Fantasma. I've been like I've, all the other ones were solid like versus Eagles. That was an 8 out of 10. I think we agreed on. We did. And um, his match against um, Yo was a fun little teacher not teach student, that's the word. Um, <laughs> teacher versus non-teacher man person. Um he had a good match with Bushi. Um, again, Kevin Kelly managed to stop burying him for about two minutes, um, which was I'm gonna go into that now. That now, actually, Jesus fucking Christ, Kevin Kelly, you have one fucking job. You're allowed to say you don't like someone. Don't bury. You're not Sam Roberts. You can't stop it. <laughs> Bushi was universally buried. Now, I I wanted to know why this was because I haven't watched New Japan for long enough to know what what this thing is this with Bushi. And if it's... we haven't doing this we haven't been doing this since i've been watching like we just we don't mention bc much we don't fucking bury him well it once Juice came onto commentary, there was this big thing about everyone hates bushy now as far as i'm aware the only person who's got legitimate beef you know shoot beef with bushy is rocky romero mm-hmm. um now apparently all the heat is all stemming from an interview that bushy gave where he said basically there was too many gaijins in the junior tag division and he said it should be full of more japanese talent that's 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 laj's fucking thing but apparently that wasn't a shoot interview it was a worked interview and nobody else knew that it was worked so of course they got a ton of heat on bushi but apparently it was a worked interview you know the whole thing was written by new japan and bushi just said it now once that was sort of all out in the open it was apparently it's all been sorted and everything he's okay in the um the changing rooms but Apparently, they are now using that as some kind of heat thing for Bushi because fucking hell, every time he came to the ring, Juice Robinson would speak of little else. In fact, nothing else about how much he hated that, right? Let me try and get this right. Smart, casual, not Native American luchador. Is that like, right? His, yeah, his thing. Juice did it as if he actually hated him. Kevin Kelly just said, well, he's shit, isn't he? He's such a shit wrestler. I'm like, Kevin... Kevin, you've worked with some of the best wrestling minds in the world. You're not one of them. Get off commentary. I hate you. But he didn't have a. He had a good tournament, Bushi. He had some good matches. His match on the first night against Will Ospreay. He, he had as good as night. Bushi is gonna get. And exactly. you know what? He Bushi is good. Um, he had an injury, but which is why he doesn't do like so many lucha things. Um, to borrow a phrase from Kalisto. <laughs> But he like he has a, it's a somewhat unique style. Like he, no one else really does the melding of Lutra and 
strong style that he does and I, I do enjoy it and i think his mask is really good i kind of i was tempted to buy one when i saw him at a ring of honor shop and i was like oh it's 50 pounds and i have 70 pounds in my bank account nope <laughs> um but chris yeah when would you wear a fucking bushy mask Right, okay, there's a person in the Scottish wrestling scene who I don't think likes me very much and I get scared every time I see them at a show. So like, I think a luchador mask would help that. I'd be like the legendary um, long-haired luchador who just turns up at random Scottish indie shows. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to draw attention to yourself. Wear a luchador mask. That definitely will work. Yeah, but they won't. They will not see my face. The point of a mask. Chris, you've got long hair and a big beard. Right, okay, but like, lots of wrestling fans have long hair and a big beard. They don't wear a fucking luchador mask. Yeah, but like they don't know it's me to begin with, so I'm fine. Then why do you need the luchador mask? But no, because they know it's me when I don't have the mask on. But you've just said they don't. Uh, right, we're not getting into this. No, now. they don't know who I am because they're fucking creepy. They send dick pics to anyone. You know who you are if you're listening. They don't listen. They're weird. Fuck them. Stop. Uh, I... Stop. Stop harassing Session off on Twitter. You cunt. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um. Looking at this blot now, the two people that stood out for me, aside from Osprey, um, because he was just fantastic, and aside from El Fantasmo, who might not be as good in ring as Will Osprey, but his character work is fantastic. I don't, oh, absolutely. I don't agree with the hat throwing of the child in the audience, who's clearly got some sort of illness. That you just take a moment to think. Mm, just pick mm, someone like, else. But, but, like, there's a difference between do like what Sasha Banks does, making a perfectly able child cry, or like Chuck Taylor used to do. Actually, just run up to kids and shout boo when they start crying. It was adorable. But like, just like tossing the yeah. hat of someone who knows that they're gonna, you know, who's happy to like, do it. Like, can't do any, who can't do anything about it. Exactly. That it was. It was a moment where. Oh, fuck. And then there was loads of gifts, actually, of Will Ospreay going up to him during his match and just basically giving him a thumbs up. So, you know, mm. well done, Will. Um, but aside from that, Phantasmo, he was such a natural heat magnet. I know, is mm. he a, he's a face in Rev Pro. Um, he was. I doubt he will be when he goes back. I mean, but his match Because he against... was feeding with David Starr, who's like the ultimate cruiserweight heel in Rev Pro, I do believe. Ah, uh, okay. Well... If he hadn't have been so good at being a prick, <laughs> would he have been? Would that match with Rocky Romero, with that ultimate, just cathartic Rocky Romero wins in a main event at Curricon, it stops? Well, it starts the process of stopping Fantasmo getting through the block because at this point, Fantasmo, I believe, was five and zero. Or was he six? Yeah, because he'd even beaten Osprey. So even if um, they'd have drawn um to not to gucci fucking phantasma would have the um the tiebreaker so he'd go through yeah because i believe the people that beat phantasma were to gucci yo and romero that's oh right, and to gucci would have went through if there was a tie yes that's correct which is why osprey needed to beat to gucci on the final night which mm-hmm. he did um but that match just going back to that phantasma and rocky romero match that main event just the just that that overwhelming emotion when that the final bell went, especially the fact mm-hmm. that it almost went to a time limit draw, and just would that have been as good if Phantasma wasn't so good at being a prick? Absolutely not. But you know what this reminded me of, Rob? Did you watch for 2017 Super Juniors? I watched parts of the 2017 Super Juniors. Okay, so you'll know that like Tai Chi, like there was like look, everyone was in the running basically on the last day in block A, apart from Taka and Liger. 
Is this the one where basically everyone in the group finished on eight points? Yes. Okay. Um, so um, Tai Chi was in with a great chance of winning because through shenanigans, um, he was winning all of his matches. And his last match was against um, the winless Dushin von der Liga, who was in his last tournament. Um, Liger stopped with trickish Tai Chi getting through, despite the fact that Suzuki Gun was destroying him throughout the whole match. And it, it reminded me of that. It's sort of like the ultimate baby face. They're not getting through, but we just don't want to see this person ruining their division going through. Yeah. I think I think that's a good story to tell. And I liked the fact as well <laughs> that it wasn't the only story in this block, because obviously yeah. you had the Phantasmo and Robbie Eagles thing as well, which is continuing as it did in the final. Robbie Eagles, what a fucking wrestler. Oh, absolutely. Like... We were down on him when we were previewing Super Genius, what, two months ago when, when it was first announced. I don't and think I was, I don't think we were down on we, him. I we think... weren't down on him. We were just like, we haven't seen why he's so special yet. We couldn't and... understand why he wasn't used on more shows. Yeah, because he, he had one singles match. And he was, because the thing is, he was good in the Junior Tag League, but no one fucking shines in the Junior Tag League. No, no one gives a shit about the Junior Tag League, no. Uh, but um, in the case of here he was finally able to have singles matches and you can see like he had again it's a unique style like he's doing high flying but very very much focusing on the leg so if again he was getting someone who can sell like rocky like osprey now um taguchi like if he's pros um he can have a great match just because of how they can sell his offense it's great but like it's not like it's all down to their selling and their bumping because he's taking as many bumps through his offense yeah. So like it's a great give and take style that he has and helps him stand out. I would not be unhappy if he was junior champ at some point. No, absolutely not. And I think he is another one who has really sort of made a name for himself in this mm-hmm. tournament. It's been a I real star making like, tournament for him. I feel like he cut another super junior or two and he'll be on another level. Like cuz he's still young, isn't he? Oh, very young, yeah. I'll this learn. is a very youth heavy thing with the exception of some. He is Oh, it's not that young. He's 29. Wow. He's actually older than me. Oh, surprising. Uh, right, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Just because everyone in this tournament is older than you. I don't think everyone's older. How old's, how old's Narita? Narita is younger than me. Narita, I think, is 21? Yeah, so he's... 21, he, he's yeah. Like, he's like nine months... No, ten months younger than me. Nine. Nine months younger than me. Absolutely fuck off. And whereas the only person in this tournament who's older than Garth is Tiger Mask. Really? Isn't Kanemaru older than Gaff? Kanemaru's like 40-something, 42. Yeah, so. but Gaff's like 67. <laughs> I thought it was 103. <laughs> um, yeah, just getting back to Robbie Eagles, that match with Will Ospreay with the flag, which harkens back mm-hmm. to their match in Australia, was fantastic. Well, that's what got Eagles signed, wasn't it, was for his matches with Ospreay in Australia. Osprey um, took the Japanese flag of his trousers and basically gave it to, Rock, uh, to Robbie Eagles and said, you need you've basically earned your way into Japan. Um, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you had that part right at the start of the match where Eagles throws it at Osprey, but that match only ended when Phantasmo intervened to help Eagles win and Eagles didn't want it. And I just thought that dynamic between Phantasmo and Eagles is so interesting because I think we can all agree Eagles is not long for Bullet Club. No, definitely. Like, we have too many... We've been saying, saying this for months now. We have too many juniors in Bullet Club. Which is why we couldn't understand why, when Al Fantasmo de- um, debuted, why he debuted in Bullet Club. But, like, the main unit just lost Kushida. They need a um, junior. Don't forget as well, if Will Ospreay is on his way up to heavyweight, which is 
where he's he's, he's going to be in the G1. If he's not in mm-hmm. the G1, I mean, there's well, something. Well, Genius have been in the G1 before, so. Yeah, but I don't think there's anyone who's going to transition into heavyweight like Will Ospreay has done no. via the G1. Um, I think we could see Eagles legitimately going into chaos. Mm-hmm. No, I can see that too. Like Everything's moving around now, which is good, because it's part of something I'll get into when we're talking about um, Dominion. But everything's sort of become a bit stagnant within the rosters now. Like Everyone's sort of feuded with everyone, so I like there's a lot of movement, especially in the juniors. Um, that could help save that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, this, this block... Standouts, Will Ospreay. I mean, he's the MVP of this tournament. There's not a bad, there's not a last minute out of 10 match, I think, of Ospreay. Ospreay. Maybe Doki. Maybe Doki. Do you know what? No, I think that was a good match. It was that was a really different. good match. I wouldn't quite I wouldn't quite say eight. No, fair enough. Fair I think enough. that might be a stretch, but yeah, um, like with the exception of Doki and even Naria, he had an eight, eight out of 10 match with. Like, Jesus. He's a young boy. Let's just yeah, let's just take a moment. I think it's only fair that we talk for a moment before we move on to the final to talk about Narita. The man was a last minute replacement for <laughs> Flip Gordon. He was me. like, I'm not gonna let people just use me as an easy win. I'm going to have some good matches and get fucking noticed. Which is what he did. He really did. Which is what he did when he went it was he's, it was him who went against um Saber uh, on the rising, wasn't it? And um, yes, yes, it was. Uh, yeah, it's no, it against because Narita was in the cup. It was Umino against Marty and Narita Umino against... against Marty. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so he's been he's definitely the standout young lion. Like we don't need a young lion cup this year because fucking Ren Narita, man. When you consider when was he put in? What ten days before the tournament, if that? Yeah, not long. And every single match that he had, whether it is a mat wrestling match with Taguchi or whether it's a high-flying match with the likes of Osprey or Bandido. Or getting murdered by Doki. <laughs> or getting absolutely annihilated by Bocci Doki. It's, you know, God, God, that springboard DDT. It took him five, five fucking matches to actually land it properly. Um, overall, this man is 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And the account he has given himself of himself in this tournament is absolutely stellar absolutely fantastic and genuinely there's so many people saying he needs to go on excursion now absolutely because when he comes back it is going to be absolutely he's going to be incredible i think we have genuinely seen a future IW- in the making. yeah a future iwgp heavyweight champion here's the thing um this is probably the first um young boy most people have fallen in love with because like, i think for the most part people skip young boy matches but like Nui is just been in a position where you can't skip his matches I like, would say the last one that people really really fell in love with was probably Hiromu really I was, I loved Show and Yo when they were young boys but when they were the Tempora boys genuinely genuinely they sort of melded into one which... yeah we did sort of we did meld into one by itself like a little plucky thing yeah because you also had that was the was that the class with David Finley and Jay White as well um, that's the one with Jay White, not David. David Finley's in the same class as Juice. I thought they I were. All, I thought they were all young lions together for at least a brief period. Maybe I'm not. I'm not. I'm very. I'm not gonna lie. I'm very sketchy on young lion stuff. It, it's irrelevant. <laughs> I know anyway. Juice. Juice was the young lion at Wrestle Kingdom ten. I know that much. And then he wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom eleven. Yeah, he took on Cody. 
Yeah. Uh, in a in an okay match. Um but yeah, overall <laughs> Cody's Emma. <laughs> Cody three stars. Um this was a fantastic tournament and mm-hmm. the blocks there was no night where I woke up and thought, oh, fuck, I've got to get I've got to catch up on Super Juniors. Um just everything was so well done and the fact that New Japan had to combat with two men out of one block being mm-hmm. taken out and the fact that it's Narita who has obviously got to lose every single match so that affects the booking because you can't help thinking that Flip Gordon isn't coming into this tournament and losing every match I'd be fine with that I know so would I but <laughs> the fact is he wouldn't so you've got to change booking round and make sure that things fit and it's it's not an easy task so yeah I think they've knocked it out of the park with this they really really have so absolutely well done New Japan really really enjoyable tournament which brought us to Wednesday's show at Sumo Ooh. Hall um, in, what was I going to say now? On Wednesday the 5th <laughs> of June. Sorry, I was on two different things and I was on the wrong sheet. capacity sheep. of 7,650 at the um, <laughs> at Sumo Hall. Which is just under capacity. I believe it's 1,000 under capacity. But they have moved the final from Currican, which is a capacity of, what, 2,500? Not a ton. Um, so to go up by that much, you've it's got to be a positive thing. You it's know. actually quite jarring, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting into all Japan, and they hold, they hold the Champions Carnival, like their G1 final at the Corican. Like Corican's a big show for them. It's just weird with disparity between... Um, the promotions in Japan, like how far ahead New Japan is in yeah. terms of attendance. And I think all Japan has had such a torrid time in its history that mm-hmm. you know every time they rebuild, something else bad happens. So people yeah, find like, it hard um, to invest. They were like for New Japan of the night. Well, to be fair, every wrestling company was doing well in the nineties. Like Michinoku Pro was doing about as well as all Japan is right now. But you then you had um, Misawa and Kabashi leaving to make Noah, which sort of destroyed all Japan. <laughs> And then, of course, you have the second exodus to go into Wrestle 1. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's by the by. Um, Sumo Hall was our venue on Wednesday, like Chris said. A th- just a thousand short of being capacity. It didn't look like it wasn't sold out, though. They did well, it's, a it's, very good it's job. Not, it's probably just like bleacher seats that was that needed for long, so. Yeah. Um, it's not like the WWE would turf off half the fucking venue. <laughs> Um, really good atmosphere throughout, and the crowd oh, yeah, were hot he, throughout. And anyone who says Japanese crowds are quiet, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Watch some actual Japanese wrestling and actually talk to me. Yeah, absolutely. We started off with a six-man tag with Shota Umino, Titan, and Dragon Lee uh, defeating the team of Ren Narita, Jonathan Gresham, and Bandido in eight minutes and twenty-six seconds. Dragon Lee pinning Ren Narita after a running knee. This is super fun. It was super quick as well. Yeah, um, it was like a stardom match, Jesus. But also, uh, <laughs> they, they really needed to enforce in these guys, but there's fucking barriers outside. Watch out. Yeah, especially Dragon Lee's fucking suicide dive. Jesus Christ. Oh, no, what got me was Tian's Asai Moonsault, where his knee landed on the barrier. Oh, well. It's it's not the worst bump on that fucking barrier. We'll talk about no. the final in a moment. Jesus Christ, but yeah. Um, yeah, overall, really, really good match. Just an eight-minute sort of dash to try and get everyone to get their licks in. Uh, I think this, not mean to be disrespectful, this is where I enjoy Titan the most. Oh, yeah, what do you have? That's probably what Titan's used to. So. Yeah, just stick him in six-man tags. I don't want to see him too much. I'd love to think that this um, and Dominion are Ren Narita's sort of 
swan song before he goes off into um into excursion. Where would um, you send him? Basically, you have Repro. What do you think? We sent Oka to Repro, and now he's like wearing stereotypical Japanese shit. So I wouldn't send him there. Um, Repro, Ring of Honor, or um, CMLL. CMLL. I think CMLL was best just because you won't have an international audience bearing down on him, so he can come back and be fresh. I think the chances are it'll probably be CMLL, and then he'll do some work in Ring of Honor as well. Um, yeah. It would like be nice do, to see him do crossovers. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him do things in Rev Pro as well, and even maybe trans, uh, you know, do some stuff in Australia if they're continuing their expansion to Australia. But I think, yeah, I think but we'll I don't think they have like an official partnership in Australia yet. So I'd be surprised if it's not in the making. Be very, yeah, very like, surprised. Was it Melbourne City Wrestling? That's the big one. Uh, isn't it PWA? I think there's two. Okay. Uh, we are not hot on, on Australian wrestling. No, someone so, knows, you know, and know. There's people in that fucking Inside the Ropes thing because someone was like, I saw Buddy Murphy on the Indies. I'm like, well, sir, you, you had a choice between having a life and watching the Australian indie scene, and I'm glad you've picked made your choice. <laughs> um, second match then uh, was another six-man tag with the team of Robbie Eagles, El Fantasma, and Taiji Shimori defeating the team of Sho, Yo, and Taguchi in a time of nine minutes and nine seconds. After... It was so nice seeing them together again. <laughs> it was, after El Fantasma pinned Sho after a CR2. Now, before we get into the match, Chris, and some connotations, because there actually was a couple of connotations from this match, the story oh, yeah, absolutely. the block. Is the CR2... Is shite. <laughs> the worst finisher in the junior division. Yeah, because, like, fucking... There's no... It's like a neutralizer, but worse. It is like a really tame neutralizer, yes. Um, but neutralizer is already a tamed move, so... It was... It's a very, very anticlimactic move. Very, very anticlimactic. But it's like, it's like a Stars class, but they're worried he was going to break someone's neck. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very safe move. I don't it's know, a DDP I, move. Once you can actually see what El Fantasmo can do in the ring, mm-hmm. why the fuck would you choose this as your finish? I'm pretty sure there's a move he does which is a better finish, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Even the cutter. Just use the cutter. Yeah. Um, too far, I think we, just don't, we don't want to stand on Osprey's Oscutter. No. Like, since that, yeah. But again, um, Ishii does a lariat, and that, you could, that, that sort of to... And the rainmaker is to that what the Oscutter is to the cutter. But... To be fair, Sonardi uses the sort of a cutter as a transition. Yeah, but it's move, not a finish. No, yeah. but even so, I'd, I'd still say anything is I'd... better than that CR2. It's fucking I know, like, even, even for a Ben again, they use destroyers as transitional moves. But God, wrestling is so hard to find a finisher for these days. But... Yeah, true. True. Um, so the main talking point of this match, aside from the fact that it was a really quick. Again, really good lightning pace match, as you would expect from these men, was the fact that El Fantasmo stole the pinfall from Robbie Eagles. So continuing that storyline between Fantasmo and Eagles that we had during the blocks. Now, with Fantasmo and Eagles taking the pinfall over Show, who's one half of the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, I assume we are going to see the Bullet Club team challenge sooner rather than later. Well, probably be uh, at Kazuna. Are you excited about that? Um, well, it's different. So, yes. It's not fucking LIJ. As much as I love um, the LIJ team, I'm sick of seeing them against Rapungi 3K. So, literally, <laughs> anyone anyone fucking different. Like, you know what, Rob? 
you and and your wife, who are we, not wife, um, so, sorry, um, who right. have established is Kurt Angle. Yes. Um, I'd be more excited if you two debuted in New Japan and went for it. Then, but again, you're you're six foot one. You're a tall boy. I think you might be too tall for the juniors. I don't think I'd be too tall for the juniors. Um, I think I'm too fat for the juniors. Is probably... you're not fat. You're pretty, you're the most built up of the three of us at Podmania. <laughs> I'm the stat one at Podmania. <laughs> yeah, like you're, if this is evolution, you're Batista. <laughs> I, I'm Triple H. God's Rick Flair. Flair. <laughs> he will take that as a compliment. There's no way he'll take that as an insult. No. Um, the chances are, yeah, it will probably main event one of the Kazuna Road shows. Um, I'd like to see the team of Eagles and Phantasma win the championships. And then there'll be that descent for a while before mm. Eagles finally snaps. I think that'll be but, a good thing to have. But again, it was teased that it was Ish- um, Phantasma wanted to go with Ishimori rather than um, Eagles. Even if Phantasma goes with Ishimori, though, rather than Eagles, that can play to the storyline as well. But he yeah, would rather like, go with the other junior. There's no real bad way to go about this. So, And when New Japan's handed something like that, they tend to run with it. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You get a payoff, certainly. Uh, third match then was 10-man tag action with the team of Tiger Mask, Jushin Thunder Liger, Yoshihashi, Toriyano and Tomohiro Ishii getting the victory over the Suzuki-Goon team of Doki, Kanemaru, Zack Sabre Jr., Minoru Suzuki and Taichi with Yoshihashi pinning Doki after 10 minutes and 34 seconds after Karma. Now, they seem to be building to something between Yoshihashi and Zack Sabre Jr., Fuck off. <laughs> no, no, do not. You're Zach's better than this. And also, well, um, Liger and Suzuki just fuck already. Genuinely, I am very, very excited at the premise of a singles match between Liger and Suzuki. Like, because I feel, I get the feeling they genuinely do not like each other. <laughs> I don't know whether it's that or whether it's just they started beating the shit out of each other and New Japan went, do you know what? We kind of like that, which is brilliant yeah. because anything like that, I've, I was, we were talking. Um, not so long ago about how much we just want to see people like Ishii, Suzuki, Makabe, Evil just beat the shit out of each other for the Never Open mm-hmm. Weight Championship. And that should be what it is. You know, if if they want to do that, that's fine. I don't think there's any heat between them. I mean, there might be. I don't actually know, but... To be fair, we could play in a Suzuki goes all over the place and Liger doesn't like it since he's a New Japan mainstay. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think... So like the Shibata versus the dad's feud. Yes, exactly. Except this time it's two dads. Oh, God. But two really good dads, not like Nakanishi. No. Who can't like, fucking but, move. Like, Nakanishi's that one dad at Sports Day who's, like, sitting there and it's like, will you take part of the parents' race? No, son. No. <laughs> can't move anymore, son. Um, I think I'm it's interesting that Doki has been actually adopted by Suzuki now. I think this has probably been due to the fact that Takamishinoku can't be their pin eater for a while. Yeah, um, we need a pin eater. So. so, sorry, Doki. Um, I think it's interesting when you look at who is on that team that Yoshihashi took, uh, gained the pinfall there, especially as he is Chaos's serial pin eater. Um, but I, I think, think we're trying to give him wins because I think we're still going to put him in the G1. I was just going to say, I think they're going to heat him up for the G1. I think they're heating I him up for be... this feud for, with Zach. I actually wouldn't be surprised if he expanded the G1 to 12 people block. I wouldn't necessarily hate that. When you look I at would, who no, is... It, depend, it depends who they add. Well, really? okay. Right. Just pause for a minute then on this show. <laughs> you look at who was left from last year's G1. Kenny left. Um, Adam um, Page Elgin's left. Gone. Elgin's gone. Tamatonga has taken bookings 
in America at the time of the G1, sort of hinting oh. at the fact that he's not going to be part of the G1 either. And there's been other things as well, hinting that he won't be part of the G1. So there is four names straight away that definitely aren't taking part in this year's G1. Mm-hmm. Now, you look at the names who have got to go in. Osprey has got to go in. There's just there's mm-hmm. no two ways about that. Tai Chi... <laughs> Tai Chi, we've been giving him too many title shots to not put him in. If Tai Chi is not never an openweight champion, he's still got to go in for me. I'm sorry, he just has. Not If he doesn't go in, not since the movie brought back Mountain as a man been fucked as much as Tai Chi. <laughs> um, you've got Jeff Cobb as it's, well. He's not, he's not full-time. He's a Ring of Honor guy, though. Like, and Ring of Honor don't tend to give up their big draws. They'll give up a hangman, but... Cobb's like the only guy Ring of Honor has right now. True. Uh, John Moxley? Yeah. Um, well, Dep- isn't one of the G1 shows during... Oh, no, 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 because Double or not, not All Out is um same time as Royal Quest, yeah. All okay. Out is August 31st, and the... That's, that's way after the G1, so... There are a couple of shows in July. I think Fight for the Fallen is July, and Fighter Fest is the end of oh, this fight... month. Oh, he's confirmed for Fighter Fest. But then again, that's... D1's starting next one. So that can work. Yeah. So there are four names, definitely. Now, there's also been talk of perhaps Roosh from Ring of Honor. I'd fucking love that. (laughs) I love Roosh. Are there not people in New Japan, though, that deserve that tap on the shoulder before Roosh? I'm trying to think who wasn't in last year. Um... Mm, no, no. Maybe Finlay, but he's injured. Finlay is injured. So if I go on the New Japan roster page now, um, we can sort of have a look at who wasn't part of the G1 last year. My G1 tier list. <laughs> so we have got... Um, obviously, Jericho won't be in there. Finley, Brody King would be cool. Brody King would be very, very cool. I think David Finlay, if he's recovered, I think he needs to be in. He deserves a shot. He's C-block champion, after all. He does deserve a shot, and I think they were heating him up as well, ready for something like that. Oh, yeah, because I think he was going to have a cup. He, looking at who he was against in the blocks, he was going to have a win in the cup. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got Cobb, like I mentioned. He's an option. Um, Lance Archer. It, it, would you potentially give Lance Archer a shot or, D, or Davey Boy Smith? He, no, like historically in the G1, they're not exactly the most exciting talent. Maybe Smith, just because it might make Garth watch. But... The difficulty is as well, much as it is an absolutely stellar tournament, you've got to have people to be in there to take pinfalls. I don't think there's much of a. I think I think you can. But I think that's why you bring in someone from Ring of Honor. Because like Ring of Honor get the rub just by saying our talent was in the G1. Like Hangman Page, just by being in the G1 and being as good as he was, his stock was raised. Is Roosh the man to do that? Really? Is Roosh going to eat pinfalls, the man who's undefeated in Ring of Honor? Are they going to then <sighs> sub him out? That is, that is a very good point. That is a great point, actually. Um, I don't watch Ring of Honor, so I can't talk to their booking. I, I mean, surely Brody King makes more sense in that case. I'd rather see Brody especially, King in the G1. Especially after um, the tag match. Yeah, which we'll get into um, in a minute, actually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so we then got into um, the fourth match, which was eight-man tag team action with the LIJ team of Naito, Evil, Sonada and Bushi defeating the main unit team of Kota Ibushi, Togi Makabe, Tomoaki Homma and Toa Hanare with Evil pinning Toa Hanare after 10 minutes and 27 seconds with a magic killer. Chris, I've got... Oh, li- it's Homma. Homma. <laughs> I don't know. I just like it's the one gimmick Kevin Kelly does that I like. He's like, oh, it's Homner <laughs> when he's got the Kakeshi doll head on. Yeah, um, Chris, I have got absolutely nothing to say about this match. Oh, I, the only thing I have to say is that I really miss Nile. He, I love Nile and Ibushi. I've lo- I've missed both men, but they need to feud with someone else. Jesus Christ, we'll get on to that. But yeah, um, this is just your standard four way with three not very good workers and Ibushi carrying it. Everything with um, Naito and Ibushi was fun. It was, but again, we have seen but, this But definitely saving themselves. Yeah, we've seen this a they're lot say, recently yeah, They're saving well. themselves like a Christian in love. <laughs> we then move on to the fifth match, which was a tag team match between the Chaos team of Kazuchika Okada and Rocky Romero and the Villain Enterprises team of Brody King and Marty Skrull with Okada Pinning Brody King after 10 minutes and 35 seconds after a Rainmaker. This was a really good match, Chris. This was so good. Um, I've wanted to see Brody King properly in New Japan, not just like the New Beginning USA shows, which I think are basically not canon at this point. Because okay. um, Brody King's so fucking good. He's like the main guy in like AW and I think also Defy. He's just, he's an imposing figure. He has a unique look. He's like Baron Corbin if Baron Corbin was built. Um, or any good. He's he's a great work worker. Like watch any basically anything from the American Indies. If you have anything on Pivot Share, you have something with Brody King in it. Um, oh MLW actually, it's through on YouTube. Um, I also uh, it's a shame PCO wasn't there, but then again, I don't know how you'd make him work in New Japan. I want to see PCO versus Homna though. <laughs> oh, God, I do not want to see PCO versus Homna. Jesus Christ, it'd, it'd be amazing. Like both men would die. Yes, but... Homna especially. Yeah, especially on there. But yeah, no, I want. I think uh, after G1 Supercard, um, the right New Japan has warmed to Villanette. So I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, neither Junior could take the pin because we've taken enough pins throughout the last few months, like six weeks or so. So yeah, I think as so well. They basically just need to reintroduce Okada since it's been like six weeks since we've seen any heavyweight from New Japan. I think this was a good thing as well with Brody King because Brody King has really, really, the Japanese crowd love him. They really do love him. Um, he did he, considering he didn't debut with the company until this, the second or third night of the Best of Super Juniors on the undercard, and then of course he accompanied Marty Skrull. Didn't do a lot in the matches until I believe his match with Shingo when he absolutely destroyed Shingo with oh, that uncomfortable <laughs> fucking black hole slam. Um, there you go, Pam. And then, you know, he's been progressively interfering more and more and more. But I think, mm. I think, hot take potentially, I think we'll see Brody King in the G1. I, I would not be unhappy if that was the case. Um, we then had another video package from Chris Jericho, who, of course, challenges Kazuchika Okada at Dominion on Sunday. The pain maker. He, called the, he said that he's now the pain maker. So we've got the pain maker versus the rainmaker, which was made so much better by Kazuchika Okada turning around going, Painmaker, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> Which is amazing. <laughs> I love Kazuchika Okada. Okada is the only person who can properly clap back at Jericho. Yeah, absolutely. It 
I'm genuinely really, really, really excited for this match on Sunday. I know a couple of people are hand-waving it, saying, oh, well, Jericho's not going to win. Well, it doesn't matter. It's still going to be an absolutely fantastic match, and Jericho's yeah, going to absolutely destroy him. In fact, they said about last year. They said it like, about Naito. They I, said it about Omega. They've said it about everyone. Like, honestly, like, honestly, I can see Jericho winning this, because I think they'll try and, like, expand... Because his contract explicitly says he can take New Japan bookings. And I think not having the world champion in the G1 could be interesting. Mm, no, I I disagree. I, I mean, think. I, I mean, it did it did hurt last year's G1, but that's because they put every champion in the same fucking block. Yeah, I think Okada is going to hold that now till till Naito potentially takes it off him, and then we'll see that sort of. And, and then we'll see him have two defenses, and then it'll be back to fucking Okada. Yeah, and <laughs> but that'll happen. A re- no, I, th- I think either Okada keeps it now until Wrestle Kingdom. And Naito wins it off him, or Naito will go in as champion. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah. Um, to be fair, it's weird that we tried to build Naito and Okada because, like, while they're while they're really both really good, and like do put on like eight, nine out of ten matches, they've never had like that match of the year. No, true, true. Um, now. We then moved on to our sixth match, and these are the ones that we'll give our star ratings for. You can also check out our star ratings at www.podmania.co.uk forward slash match ratings. Um, it was the sixth match, Hiroshi Tanahashi's comeback special singles match uh, with Jay White taking the victory love- over Hiroshi Tanahashi in 19 minutes see- and 16 seconds. Hang on! With the Sorry. neck lock. Did Go. you see the promo at um, Puoka at Lintaki. I did. <laughs> You're the back of the line. You're even behind Goto. I'm like, Jay White, you are my new favourite wrestler. What do you think of the facial hair? He's not quite a daddy. He's not like a Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, the Zack Sabre Jr. beard. Oh, uh, now we're what talking. A, what a daddy. What but, a beard. But here's the thing. Jay White still looks like a child. <laughs> He is very, very baby-faced, ironically. He is, he is, he is the Paul Mc, if New Japan is the Beatles, he is Paul McCartney. He is absolutely Paul McCartney, which is a shame. Um, yeah, I would love to be Paul McCartney on anyone. He's a right cunt. But uh, this was, I'm, I'm sick of this match, Rob. I'm also sick of this match, and I wouldn't be opposed to not seeing this match again for another 18 months. Um, I've got a horrible feeling, though, that they're going to put them in the same block at the G1 so that Tanahashi can get his win back, but that's beside the point. Um, this match was still great. It was, so re- and it was still really good. Like, it's really solid, nothing's bad, nothing's botched. Um, relatively exciting, because I really wanted Jay White to win. But also, like, Tanner's just starting to get to the top of the hill. It's not the same bit as Suzuki, where like not all his matches are stellar now. No, but I think I, see Ta- what you mean. I think Tanner killed himself last year, in, like in the like later half of last year, like with his performances of the G One and his matches with Okada, and like when his match with Omega, I think he just murdered himself, and he's and that's why he had to get, take this time off because Jesus Christ, he took some bumps. Yeah, he really did. Um, no high five flow attempts from Tanahashi, and I think no, that's telling. Like- they were rare in the cup as well. Like he beat Taguchi with a dragon um, suplex. So he defeated someone with the high fly flow, or at least he. No, he defeated like, but like he didn't do it when he didn't have. Like he didn't use it against Nuria, and he didn't use it against. Unless he had uh, to, yeah. Yeah, basically, unless it was against a heavyweight who wasn't a young lion, 
he wasn't using it. No, fair enough. I like the way that Jay White targeted the arm, which was an obvious storyline here. Mm-hmm. I appreciated Tanahashi having to change his offense due to his injury. So there was one moment where the sling blade he had to do it with the other arm because he couldn't do it with one arm and Jay White had blocked it. Mm. I like no, it's dra- a great seller. I like the, the dragon screw leg whip that he had to sort of do mm. with his legs as opposed to his arms because he couldn't do it with his arm because of the injury. Um, the only thing potentially that took away from this match was, honestly, did you see Tanahashi winning this? No, no, I did not. Um, he's starting to look like Mighty Janetti. And <laughs> no, he, Mighty Janetti <laughs> do not win matches. Um, I think it would have hurt Jay White a lot more for him to Jay lose. Jay White needed a big win. Like Every time Jay White gets a big win, he gets a big loss like a month later. So, And I think, especially as we head towards that G1, Jay White is going to be a big, big, big player in that G1. He's not going to yeah, win he, it. He needs to be a block finalist. He needs to be a block finalist. I don't think he'll make it through to the G1 final, but no. he needs to be at the top end of those blocks. And I think handing him another big loss would be a massive, massive shame, especially as, you know, well... He's in a six-man tag at Dominion. He's fourth match from the bottom. So yeah. he needs a big win. I think this was right. Tanahashi can come back from anything as he's proved he's fucking Tanahashi, for God's sake. Yeah, like he's, he's sort of in the John Cena position at this point. Exactly. So give JY that big win. Heat him up for um, the G1, which they, you know, they're doing to a far less effect with Yoshihashi and people like that. And we'll probably see those heavyweights gaining those pinfall victories as we head into G1 season. But overall, I'd give it eight out of ten. I think eight stars is fair. It's a, it's objectively an eight. But like to to me, it's like a six or a seven because it's above average. I'm sick of it. Yeah, but I don't think we can have that take away from the quality but, of the match. Yeah, this this is like the Austin Cena of this year. Yeah, it's a solid match always. Never any botches. And I'm, I know people will often say, oh, that reversal sequence with Jay White gets really boring. No, he doesn't. It's incredible. The speed with which he reverses those moves as we get into that final stretch is brilliant. Blade Runner into a, a twist and shout, into another Blade Runner attempt, into a sling blade attempt. Just it went, it was it was beautiful to watch. And that's what I love mm. about Jay White. I've missed Jay White. I've missed Jay White. Um, we move then, ooh, onto the seventh match. <laughs> I've, never, fuck heard, that I've was. never heard you. What's the noise I make? That, what happened to you? I don't know what the fuck happened to me then, but it was the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match with John Moxley defeating the champion Juice Robinson in 24 minutes and 14 seconds with the newly named Death Rider. Now, I'm not going to lie. When I found out that the person who'd been stalking Juice Robinson with those vignettes was John Moxley, I was a little bit scared. Now, Dean Ambrose in the WWE has never been famed in ring for his work. No. Now, that could be because WWE writes his matches and whatever. But I've never known Dean Ambrose to have more than maybe two absolutely standout singles matches. And that worried I'm, I'm me. I'm trying to think. Basically, all his matches against Seth, they were good. Not all of them. Um, <laughs> Not all okay, of them. Right. I, I, have, I stopped watching WWE in 2015, Rob. Um, yeah, his matches in 2015 against Seth were all right. His matches this year against Seth, or the end yeah, of last year, were dog um, shit. His match against Triple H, actually, at Roadblock. That's was, a decent match. That is one of the ones I was thinking good. of. Um, um, and, like, it's against Triple H, so it's not like... Um, it's not like um, he was carried. Um, six months. He's really good in six months. But that's a problem. Um, in a singles match, 
second from the top on a very on a big New Japan show, how was he going to cope? Because of course yeah. he's spoken about how he wants to go back to sort of that hardcore route, basically being able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. You'd, you'd imagine him more in a big Japan rather than a That's exactly the company I thought he'd have probably gone for. However, he came out and immediately all my fears were sort of wiped away because the crowd loved him. Oh, yes. He the came out, he'd got this leather jacket on with mocks on the back of it. He stood there with his back to them with his arms outstretched and the crowd lost their shit. Absolutely. Um, thing is... Thing is, though, um, they've had this style in New Japan. Like, Honda, he's a deathmatch wrestler. And, um, like, a lot of people on New Japan also have their roots in deathmatches. So, really, now that, like, I was the same as you. I'm not saying, like, I, I was seeing, I, I wasn't in the same position as you. But now that I think about it, this should never have worried us at all. No, it probably shouldn't have done. In fact, it definitely shouldn't have done. But, no, like, but. Because I, I spoke after this um, to you, and I was like, this is what I want for US style. This is a this is a very Americanized match. Like, if this happened in PWG, I wouldn't be surprised. No. Like, this, a match like exactly, exactly like this. But, and just take a moment to appreciate Juice coming down, no pomp and circumstance, despite the fact he is introduced as the flamboyant Juice Robinson. He came down, there was no pomp and circumstance. The dreadlocks were gone. That's a shame. But do you know what? He looks good without him. It's fine. And it was like, right, let's do this. I am here right now. John Moxley clearly embracing the fact that he can now swear, put both fingers up in Juice Robinson's face. Brilliant. Did did you see that on Twitter? I did. um, He was like, hey, at All Elite Wrestling, can I swear? And Cody was like, "Um, we haven't haven't discussed this yet, but, you know, I guess we're going to be PG-14, so yes. And he was like, good. And then he he just did it, but autocorrect, destroyed all the swears. (laughs) I love him. He's so funny. This match, Chris was so much better than I thought it was going to be. It was, oh, yeah, a, it was such an enjoyable match. It was just a car crash. Like, um, really hard hitting. Like, this is probably Juice's best match. Definitely White. since that JY match. Yeah, I was thinking, like, since Jay White, this is the best Juice match. And, like, again, it's not like Moxley can carry people. No, that was what I had an issue with. Um, and like we've, I think the G1 ruined Juice for a lot of people, including myself. It, and it's taken him a lot to get back to this point. Yeah, absolutely. Like, remember when, like, I, I, I watch like most of what New Japan puts out, or at least like read the results of what of everything New Japan puts out. And I just can't, couldn't get behind Juice when he was going into Wrestle Kingdom. I was like, what of all people, why Juice? He had the worst reign of a title that's like two years old. But. <laughs> but yeah, it's he he's just proven himself again. And like it's weird every time like someone's down on juice, but he proved himself. So So let's sort of run down some of these spots. I mean, we start with John Moxley actually biting a chunk out of Juice Robinson's forehead. Um I thought we got rid of Isica, apparently not. Um Moxley has proper taken a chunk out of him, which holy shit, alright then. Um, we had the moment that Juice decided to get up onto the big screen and somersault sent on onto Moxley and the Young Lions, missing all of them. Holy fucking shit. Um, we had the absolute hilarity with the spots with the table, which stubborn Japanese tables would not fucking crack. 
which was hilarious. Um, we had the moment where it was stood up against the barricade and Juice uh, cannonballed into Moxley onto the table and it didn't break. And Juice turned to the camera and went, I am breaking this motherfucking table. <laughs> stood it up and just suplexed Moxley through it, which was brilliant. Um, you had Moxley slamming a chair down onto Juice and putting him through a table. You got uh, Moxley working the leg, wrapping his legs around the post and hitting him with stuff. You got genuinely, it was a really, really, really hard hitting, entertaining match. Mm. Like again, this is I, I said the same last year with a with the Juice and Jay White match. But like, this is what I want for the US division. It's more like an Americanized. Um, take of the Japanese style, which is what this was, and I really, really, I really loved it. It was amazing. It was really, really good, really good fun, really good match. Moxley becomes the IWGP United States Champion. Don't hate that at all. Um, how yep. long he'll carry the belt, I don't know. But he eventually pins Juice with. <laughs> I thought this was quite a nice touch. I don't know if you noticed this. He tried to pin Juice with the Dirty Deeds, and Juice kicked out. As though mm-hmm. to go, that's not strong enough to finish anyone off. <laughs> so he then re-reds it, and then now it's like a lifting double-arm DDT, which he calls the Death mm-hmm. Rider, which I think looks a lot cooler. Um, it does. So it's still a double-arm DDT at the end of the day. It's still a double-arm DDT, absolutely, and it's not as cool as Andrade's, but it's a double-arm <laughs> DDT. It's beautiful. It won in the match. 24 minutes and 14 seconds. John Moxley is your new United States heavyweight champion. Chris, before we move on to the main event... Mm-hmm. Who would you like to see him feud with next? Oof. Um, White would be awesome. John Moxley uh, versus Jay White. Do you think that belt's a little bit below Jay White now? But most things are below Jay White. Um, but not me, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. But like at the same time, it's about held by Kenny Omega. So like, the, New Japan can make any... When New Japan puts its mind to it, it can make any belt seem prestigious. It's same. It's a shame it's not really putting its mind towards it right now. But oh well. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of people who need something to do. Really, Goto. <laughs> it's like you want me to shout. <laughs> if you had the Goto who went into Wrestle Kingdom 12 against Suzuki. Yes, which we have not seen since Wrestle Kingdom 12 against Suzuki. Um, if we had Ishii, maybe. Ishii would be cool. Although I think he's going to stay with Never Open for a while. Um, he can't stay there forever, though. Suzuki would. Oh, Suzuki versus Moxley. Oh, little bit of an erection, Chris. Um, Saber. Maybe, maybe. They're not. They're not exactly compatible styles. But then again, Saber can adapt. Yes, he can, and I'd like to see that as well. I think Saber. Yeah. Saber's proved that he doesn't. You know, he had a match like that with Walter, didn't he, in PWG, where mm. you've got his style, and then you got Walter just slapping the ever-loving shit oh, out of him. the way um, Sabre takes on big men is just fascinating. Um, it's a great sentence. Uh, <laughs> um, Sonata, evil? Yeah, I think both of them. I think it's probably a touch below Sonata. Um, tai Chi? No, I wouldn't hate Tai Chi. I think I don't know, maybe the chicken shit thing wouldn't, wouldn't work against Moxley, but we could see. We'll see. There are plenty of options there. I think it refreshes the division. Yeah, it should be quite interesting. Anyway, Chris. Oofed. We then move on to the main event of the show with the best of the Super Junior 26 final. 
with Will Ospreay inflicting the first defeat on Shingo Takagi in 33 minutes and 36 seconds with a Stormbreaker. Will Ospreay wins the best of the Super Juniors. Yeah, absolutely. And did I call this? I think I called this. I think I said I could see Osprey winning before moving. Again, like I'm not saying I'm Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> you're a regular Jesus. Because Je- Jesus never existed. Ooh. And if he did, I am sorry to any. I'm not actually, but yeah, this, I think this is absolutely the right choice. It's the one junior match we haven't really had, and. A big story. A story thing we're going. I think we're going to after we talk about the match itself. But holy shit, the match itself! I remember. I, I was I think it was Meltzer and Alvarez's review. I listened to because they just put it up, and he was like, "Oh, we didn't do anything stupid in this match." I'm like, "You're fucking kidding me!" <laughs> like, are, were you not watching the same match as me, Big Dave? Genuinely, there was some absolutely ridiculous spots. There was some Aye. absolutely horrendous spots. Now Meltzer has given this five and three quarter stars. Um, which is absolutely on point. Absolutely. Um, the thing I want to talk about, though, is... Is it right not potentially giving it to Shingo? Or do you think, right, now we've got Shingo's first defeat out of the way, we can sort of work around it now. It's not... They're it, not it needed to happen at some point. Um, like, the, the loss needed to happen at some point. And with Shingo... I think after a grueling tournament like this, where he's just been, just, I think that's the best place to do it. Because Osprey and I thought underdog thing, it's very hard nowadays to make Osprey be an underdog. This is the best, only way really to do it. And there's no shame losing to like the best junior of the five years. So no, absolutely not. It's like in New Japan term, Shingo's still new. So yeah. So we started um, with. Osprey coming down with a literal samurai sword. Like, yeah, he just got a katana somewhere. Like, I'd like to imagine he was just walking on Tokyo, and I'm like, and like, just turns to B Priest. He's like, B, I know what I need. And she's like, oh, God, what do you need? <laughs> it's like, a sword. And just runs off, and she's like, oh, for fuck. Basically, I'm, I'm writing fan fiction in my head right now. Yeah. But. <laughs> He's taken his whole Assassin's Creed gimmick a little bit too far, potentially. Yeah, but like it's better than when he just used the Assassin's Creed logo and but at least he's getting progressively better on like the Assassin's Creed games. That so. is true, that is true. He's literally doing the complete opposite. This match had everything, uh, Chris. It had everything from the high flying spots of Will Ospreay to Shingo diving over the top rope uh, and crashing into the barricade, which no one has seen all tournaments, and it got this massive reaction out of the crowd. You got the deadlift, last of the dragon. You got the Noshigami into the, the sunset those flip. Bombers. Those pumping bombers that I swear to God look like they knocked uh, Will Ospreay. Fucking hell, they are strong. The PK. The, uh, PK, which genuinely I'm half expecting Will Ospreay to have to suffer with broken ribs for the rest of his life. I'm, the strikes. Um, is, is there a better lariat in New Japan than Shingos? No, because genuinely... Best Stan Hansen. Whoever um, sells it, it just sells it absolutely superbly. We saw Ospreay get out the Assassin's Blade, which... Um, the Hidden Blade, sorry, not the Assassin's Blade. Mm-hmm. The Hidden Blade, which he hasn't had to get out 
for quite a few matches, really, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He did it against um, White, but sort of out of nowhere. Oh, okay. Well, during this tournament, he hasn't relied on it no. a lot. Like, he cheesed it in Rocky, but then he was like, nah, I don't want to kill Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> no one will forgive me if I kill Rocky. Um, but that final stretch where you've got Will having to use the Hidden Blade, a top rope Ozcutter straight into the Stormbreaker without, without letting go of Shingo's neck just was absolutely incredible um shingo looked like a dominant badass that death valley driver onto the fucking apron just everything was amazing in this match they didn't miss a step it was action-packed throughout like i say the time stamp was 33 minutes and 36 seconds at no point did this match feel like it had gone too long i got 25 minutes i'm like what the fuck it's been 25 minutes where the fuck has that come from (laughs) exactly you know how um, was the one one we did a few weeks ago where it was like forty minutes, but I was like, it didn't feel like it felt like forty minutes in the best way. This is the complete opposite where time just flew by. This was on par with two two of the Omega Ricardo matches for me. Yeah, absolutely. It's on it's on par with their first one and the G one one for me. Yeah, it's it's the best match of the year for me. It's my number I, one match of the year. I don't know if it can be touched. Um, I know we've we I think we said I think we we me and you talked about Super Genius last year and agreed the same thing about Ishimori and um, Hiromi. Yeah. But... I said <sighs> last year that that would be the best junior match for years, and you wouldn't find anything that touched it. And then this fucking hell, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's like and this and this is the precursor show. This isn't the main show, which isn't and that's incredible. Um, we'll talk about when it gets to Dominion, but I do like that in the um, in the Dominion event you have um, Hiromu's two biggest rivals. Yes, I think. Are we going to see Hiromu arrive back? It would be great. What I want to happen is for the whole building to go out. Five seconds later, to come back and Daryl is in the middle of the ring. So the lights go down and Daryl's there. Yeah, Daryl's there, and then gives um. Osprey a time bomb, but <laughs> <laughs> this is not DDT. You cannot do that. Right? Okay. Why can't it be? D- why can't we have DDT elements? <laughs> this match, though, Chris, genuinely, where's it rank in your top ten? Uh, this year, yeah, number one. It's it's going to be. Oh yes, of course you did. Of course you did. Um, hold on. If you keep if you start for time, I can get up for you. Um. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> fair enough. I, I just, I really appreciated the juxtaposition between Shingo's rugged, you know, I'm not going to be beaten. You're going to have to do far more than that. And the fact that the more the match that went on, there was a lovely moment where the camera panned into Shingo's face and he looked like evil. Because yeah, he the, did just look like evil. He because was just... the makeup and everything had started to run, and he was like, <gasps> <gasps> the commentary team did a fantastic it, job actually of saying, it, it, with the makeup running, because look at half the girls you see up and down Cowgate every night at Edinburgh. Um, <laughs> well, I thought it was wonderful how Shing- they said of Shingo, Shingo's longest match was something like 22 minutes, I think, in the blocks, whereas Will had gone 25 minutes plus with three different opponents. So they did that, and it was almost as though if Will can take him to, you know, 25 minutes. 26 minutes plus Shingo won't know what to do and it was that was where it was because there seemed to be three very distinct 
points in this match. You'd got the opening salvo where you just got that quick reversal thing, which never gets old, but it just it was so quick, so crisp. And then you got the middle segment where Shingo started to dominate. Okay, the section that everyone thought was coming. And then, obviously, as we crept towards that 30 minutes, Will got his win back because yeah. Shingo began to tire. And that, just that storyline was absolutely fantastic. And that is where Will Ospreay was finally managed to get the victory. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like, Jesus fucking... I can't, I can't explain it as well as you. I can just swear a lot and hopefully <laughs> that will convey. Um, I've got my list now, by the way. Um, so number one, I've versus on an order. Osprey versus Shingo, Walter versus Dunn, Cody versus Dustin, Omega versus Tanner, Ibushi versus Saber at the New Japan Cup, Okada um, versus White at G1, um, Walter versus Seven at Strong Style, Mustache Mountain versus Grizzly Young Veterans, Cole versus Gagano take over twenty five, and White versus Osprey at the anniversary. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable. I think that's a reasonable list. I haven't updated mine in a while, so I need to go back and uh, update it because I need to include a couple of NXT takeovers and a couple of New Japan shows. Does your um, um, list still include that match from Dragon Gate? Uh, Pack versus KZ. Yes, yes it does. Ah, so, and I I really want Stardom to have a really good match so I can have Stardom on my list just so <laughs> just so I, just so just so I can work out um etch out like other ones Garth has seen. <laughs> Uh, genuinely though guys if you do want to watch Dragon Gate match Pack versus KZ from Dragon Gate open the New Year Gate was absolutely phenomenal and I actively encourage do, do, you to go and watch it almost, you know more about Dragon Gate than I do do more Dragon Gate do, all Dragon Gate shows have fucking gate in the title uh, the vast majority of them yes I think there's a couple that don't um, but yeah the vast majority of them do I'll search for Shuffle and Cage match I'm genuinely curious okay. I'm just well, put in the word gate Ladies and gentlemen, that is our Best of Super Junior final review. Now, what we're going to do quickly, because we don't want this podcast to go on for a long time, um, we're going to just quickly... You know, like talking to me like that. No, I don't. Um, okay. Yeah, they all have gate in the title. Jesus Christ. There you go. <laughs> um, we're just going to quickly preview Dominion, because obviously once the uh, Best of Super Junior final had finished, the uh, full dominion card was announced so this is obviously from tomorrow sunday june the 9th from osaka joe hall you're gonna watch this live rob pardon you're gonna watch this live i believe this is seven o'clock british time so no i'm not i shall uh, watch it at points during the day this is i watched two i watched three things live um for new japan because you know getting up early and all that i watched um breath kingdom obviously obviously um dominion and g1 finals Yes. Actually, not last year's though, because last year I did, I I was quite hungover. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, the card for Dominion. Um. So what we'll do is we'll go through, and then we won't give you our predictions because our predictions are going up on the website today and onto our Twitter page, so you can check Please, out. Please, we need traffic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can check out what Garth, who has no idea who half of these people are. Cast actually chosen and watch as he wins, which will to be, be really. To annoying. be fair, that's what happened at Bound for Glory. <laughs> it is what happened at Bound for Glory when you. Won. I mean, I guess Manhattan Mauler. That is true. You did. So um, the opening two matches are actually singles matches, uh, with John Moxley taking on Shota Umino and Satoshi Kojima taking on Shingo. Now I think there's two things that are going to be quite obvious here: Moxley is going to destroy Umino, and Shingo is going to make Kojima his bitch. Which... Yeah, it's it, his thing. It's very, it's a very yin yang thing. You kill the young, you kill the old. 
exactly. Like um, you just need to kill a middle-aged man, and we're in perfect harmony. <laughs> we then move on to a tag match uh, with Yoshihashi and Liger taking on Zack Saber Jr. and Minoru Suzuki, obviously playing and moving on those feuds between Yoshihashi and Zack Saber Jr. Watch fucking Yoshihashi pin Zack Saber Jr. And if that happens, I am going to punch a thing. Okay, but I I raise you this: Would you rather Yoshihashi beat Zack Saber Junior in a throwaway tag third on the card at Dominion, or would you rather Yoshihashi take the Rev Pro title from Zack Saber Junior? I would rather Yoshihashi fuck off, Rob. Okay, that wasn't an option. Like, I'm making the option he can fuck off. They're clearly entering into a feud, and it's probably going to be for the Rev Pro title. Yoshihashi I, it, is not going to win that title. They need to heat him up in some way. This is going to be, I'm not going to, like, I guess here, but, you know, this is just going to be a feud where I'm going to have to fucking lie back and think of England while it's happening because I'm just not going to enjoy it. At least you've got Suzuki and Liger beating the living piss out of each other. Yeah, that's never going to get old. Like, one of them's going to die, and, like, I'm slightly excited about that. But other than that. It's definitely going to be Liger. Definitely yeah. going to be Liger. Uh, fourth match is a six-man tag between Taguchi, Juice Robinson, and Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on the Bullet Club team of Taiji Shimori, Ch- Chase Owens, and Huck, Jay White. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we've got very injured Tanahashi and very injured Ishimori. So that should be nice and fun. I don't know yeah, why like, they're not giving Ishimori the time off. Like, I don't think Ishimori's adding tickets health here. Like, no offense to Ishimori, but... <laughs> not fourth match on the card. No, definitely no. not. Um, like, just throw in Phantasmo. Uh, Phantasmo like, has a Rev Pro booking the next day. Oh, right. Which is why okay. he's not on the card. Yeah, I guess. I was I was about to argue, but I was like, you don't need to kill yourself for Rev Pro in a tag match. So, <laughs> um, We then go fifth match on the card, which is the first championship match. It's the nether openweight championship match between the challenger, Tomohiro Ishii, and the champion, Tai Chi. It is Tai Chi's first defense. Um yes. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this, especially if their New Japan Cup match was anything to go by. Which tai Chi's was... really good. And like you're finally starting to come around to see how good Tai Chi is, and I'm really happy about that. His in-ring stuff, I don't mind. It's the bullshit. I mean, even you, as Tai Chi's number one fan, cannot condone the fucking main event of the New Beginning in Sapporo. I mean, like it was mostly Azuka who ruined it. but Was it? I mean, he Ten did... Ten minutes of Tai Chi sitting in the ring. Ten minutes. That's the best part of the match, Rob. I disagree. <laughs> I could not disagree more. Um, we then... Look at him. He's, he's so pretty. <laughs> he is, Bay. Oh, God. Sixth match, then. <laughs> this is the match I take most issue with. Now, Chris, you know how much I love Sonata and Evil. I do. I do. And you know how much I love good guy Tamatonga. But to have to sit and watch another Gorillas of Destiny... And fucking evil and Sonata match for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. And since Tag League, care. the only tag team title match that hasn't involved e- either um, G.O.D. was Sonata and Evil against Saber and Suzuki. Apart from that, it's all been some form of L.I.J. versus God. World Tag League and... Final, Wrestle Kingdom, G1 Supercard, and this. Yeah. Why do we need and to see it again? Oh, no, where are Killer Elite Squad? To be fair, I think um, David Boy's hanging out in MLW right now. 
which is fine, but you need to build... You've done it with the junior division. You've done it with, obviously, Fantasmo and Ishimori slash Robbie Eagles challenging for the the junior titles, we one assume. Match can, literally, one match can last New Japan six months. So They don't have teams. They have factions. Just put two people together. Yeah, like, throwing... I'd, I'd rather see Farley and Chase Owens against um, LAJ at this point. I'd rather see Ishii and Goto. I mean, yeah, like, if you want to put a good option in there, then sure. <laughs> I've ruined it for you now. I just I don't care about that match, and it's such a shame because I I just don't care. That's like, all, and I don't care. It's who bad wins. when I care less about a New Japan match than my mum does about me. But wow, <laughs> wow. The thing is, Chris, is that not only, I mean, either way we lose because if Sonada and Evil win, that means we are going to have to see a rematch with the Gorillas of Destiny. If the Gorillas of Destiny win, the but, Gorillas but... of Destiny have won. Yeah, uh, to be fair, like, the Gorillas of Destiny are good. Like, you doesn't need to see that match with the Bucks to know that, but, like, they're not on the same level as Sonata and Evil, or, like, most tag teams you can throw together, actually. Yeah. So, I'd, I'd rather have Ishii and Yano. <laughs> Ishii and Yano, yeah, that's another option. Luckily, though, we then get three matches that make sitting through that tribe so much better. We've then got the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match between Dragon Lee and Will Ospreay. The Intercontinental Championship match between Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito. And the Heavyweight Championship match, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match between Okada and Chris Jericho. Now, again, I'm not going to go through predictions because it would take too long and our predictions will be going on Twitter. Uh, well, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Today, at Podmania. Um, but the one I want to talk about is the junior match. Yes. It's, I'm so excited. I'm very, very, very excited because Dragon Lee has put in some of his best performances in New Japan in that Best of the Super Juniors Championship. and mm-hmm. Sorry, tournament. And Will Ospreay is... Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay's bay. <laughs> Will Ospreay. I was just going to say that. You beat me to it. So... Who do you see winning it? Ah, oh, God. Why Why give me a tough decision, Rob? I, like, I'm genuinely not you may sad well, you, whoever wins this. I do not I do not care who wins the best way. No, same here. Same like, here. Um, I, I kind of want Dragon Lee to face around me when he comes back, so I'm sort of hoping it's Dragon Lee. I don't know if that's what I predicted. If so, I'd, I, before you put it up, I'd like to change. But, You'd yeah, like I to think... Keep Dragon Lee. I, um, dra- I think it's absolutely... I, think, I, I want it to be Dragon Lee because I want... Hiromu to have his redemption against the guy who broke his neck. I think that'd be really heated. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, like, Hiromu's still super hot. Like, they put up Hiromu gear for sale at the um, finals, and it sold out. So, wow. like, yeah, exactly. It was apparently, on the show, um, in terms of merch sales, two most other people were him and Tana. Which makes sense. So, like, just showing you how, like, at Fever Pitch, the Japanese audience is to see... Um, to to see them back, and I think if it was them two fighting, that would be the best way to draw. Like, because Hiromu, like realistically, Hiromu does not need to be back until after the G one. No, and Dragon Lee does not need to do a defense during the G one. So Dragon Lee can literally go off to CMLL for um a month or two, you know, let the G one happen, have Hiromu return on the last night, and then challenge Dragon Lee. When would you have him challenged for it then at King of Pro Wrestling? 
maybe King. Um, it could definitely headline a destruction show because I think Junior's headlining would be another like at this point it's a statement after Kashida sort of ruined the drawing power. Um, I I wouldn't be mad if they saved it to Wrestle Kingdom, like have Dragon Lee have a long run, but like New Japan just do not know what a long run is anymore. No, that's um, true. yeah, true. I I I really don't care if it, I see this match, but I think it's the match that should happen. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is our review of the Best of the Super Juniors show. We've sort of reviewed very very quickly the entire of the best of the super juniors tournament if you want to see our star ratings for all of the tournament matches again please check out our match ratings you can find them at the website and on our twitter page www.podmania.co.uk forward slash match ratings um and yeah thank you very much for listening uh we'll be back on tuesday with our dominion review me and chris uh if you are if you just can't wait to hear Chris's dulcet tones, then on Sunday you will have more dose of Chris when he continues his NXT retrospective with his friend Jen, I believe. Awesome, Chrissy on me. <laughs> um, where they will be I, I reviewing NXT Takeover. Fatal Four Way. Fatal Four Way. That will be up that, on Sunday. Um, spoiler alert: Jen really likes Bailey. I think we all like Bailey, really, apart from Cody. We... <laughs> Oh, does Cody not like Bailey? Have you not seen him? Uh, have you not seen him rag on Bailey in the Double or Nothing press conference? I did not watch any of the press conferences. YouTube, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's Bailey. just be- it's just before all three of him and the Young Bucks take the piss out of the twenty four seven belt. To be fair, that deserves to be taking the piss out. It is unless the you're worst unless you're DDTing it, you do not have a twenty four seven belt. It is the worst thing in the world. Let's um, watch DDT if you want a twenty four seven belt. <laughs> You'll see Joey Ryan flipping tables with his penis. It's great. I mean, if that's what you're into. If that I mean, is what you're I, into. Yeah, you know for full fact that that is what I'm into. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you've known me for, what, a year now? A year, yeah. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at, at Podmania. You can find me at, at RealRobGoodwin. Chris, where can they find you? At CandyChris97. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Podmania Podcasts. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel at Real Podmania and also our Instagram at Real Podmania. Plenty of nice things coming to the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is getting a whole new sort of facelift, so please go and check that out. I'm in the process. It's going to have a lot that. of going pains. Please do not, please do not just think Rob is is going to be amazing. It is not. Yeah, I, well, I'm making the content, which is why I'm doing the disclaimer because it's my ass on the line here. Do you know what? Who cares? It'll be fine. So. <laughs> just check it out check it out i don't It'll care about the quality you're very much for vince mcmahon of podmania <laughs> fuck the quality it's good shit man it's good shit <laughs> oh, uh, but thank you guys thank you so much for listening i will talk to you guys again soon you've been listening to the podmania pro wrestling podcast follow us on twitter at podmania facebook at Podmania Podcasts and YouTube and Instagram at Real Podmania. And check out the website podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans. Yeah.